My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. What's your go-to email sign-off? Are you like a best regards, warm regards? I tend to be a best, Joy Marie. I do best. Um, if I'm feeling festive, I'll do a cheers. Okay. I usually do best regards and best then regards. my initials. Okay. Okay. Not warmest regards, not your kindred spirit. No, because that's not real. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want you guys to feel warm. Like, True. <laughs> it's not a natural thing. Like, I feel like best regards is even too much. But. Yes. Okay. Cool. Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Joy Marie. I'm Courtney. And this is Job Logs. So we have a really exciting conversation coming up this episode. We're talking with PR maven Sakita Holly about professional branding. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Yes. Also, sign up for our newsletter so you guys never miss an update. We have a really big announcement coming up in the next couple of days, and we're going to be giving early access to our newsletter subscribers. So you can do that at joblogs.com slash weekly. Also, we are looking for contributors for the website. Awesome. So if you are a great writer, have a passion for sharing your story with other young professionals, head over to joblogs.com slash contribute. We want to hear from you. I can't wait to hear what you guys send in. Yes. All right. So it's time to clock in. Segment where we check in with each other. It's been a little while since we did this. Yeah. So what's yes, going it's on? It's my first time back in the studio. Yeah. Sixteen. It's great. My break was great. I chilled so hard. It was <laughs> amazing. Um, but I did make time in between my binge watching various Netflix offerings. Yes. Um, I did yes. make time for some reflection. Okay. I like, did. I like to do a list of like all my accomplishments. Mm-hmm from the previous year and things yeah. I overcame. So that was great because I forgot about stuff. Like, yeah. I forgot I was published in Ebony last year. I forgot that, like, for work, I rolled out a documentary series, mm. and then I did Come a performance. Run. Like, I'm yes. very impressed with myself. <laughs> right. I love that exercise. That's such a good exercise. Yeah, it's really, really great because mm-hmm. you forget. Yeah, you really um, do. And then a part of reflection, I also did some posts on my – website slash portfolio mm-hmm. redwork.co um, thank you and I just it had um, it was kind of two birds with one stone because it allowed me to kind of synthesize things I've learned mm-hmm. and kind of pass it forward so there's stuff on storytelling for yes. podcasts there's yes, digital marketing that. for events mm-hmm. 
leveraging your archive online. So check it out. Yeah, it's really great. Redwork.co. I loved the piece you did on kind of considerations if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you reflected on some of the process that we use to put ours together. So you guys, if you're curious about the behind the scenes and kind of everything it takes to build up to an episode, head over to redwork.co. Check Courtney out. So I know I've been slow Mm. getting back on my feet, (laughs) but someone has been just booking things and pitching things and launching things and just making me feel generally inadequate. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to be burnt out in a couple weeks. But yeah, so my break was really, really, really relaxing. My parents are out of the country in Europe, and I didn't go to see them this year. So I just chilled. I hung out locally. I didn't do much. And so when the new year hit and everyone was like back at work, I was ready to go. So I have been very excited working on a bunch of different things. Um, we got to take it back to Hamilton, though, because we haven't updated. I people. know. Hamilton was so good. It we went to so see it good. over the holidays in December. It was amazing. And I continue to be impressed with like all of the cast. Yes. I mean, just seeing it in person, it just mm-hmm. adds so many more layers. So much. Like, Angelica Schuyler is a bird, <laughs> and you kind of get she it is. in the soundtrack, but then no. you're like, oh, that's right. your brother-in-law you're right. kind of fighting with. basically. And it's also been, like, something to talk about in the office. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been bringing a lot of us together, so you guys definitely oh, yes. check They're that so out jealous. if you can. So and if you can't, check out the soundtrack. It's yeah, on Spotify true. for free. Um, but yeah, beyond all of that, beyond also all of the Netflix shows I binged on. Isn't that like the go-to it question? Is. Yes. <laughs> what did you watch? I was watching Orphan Black and Luther. I <laughs> FYI. I did um, Black Mirrors, Creed, Downton Abbey, oh. Making a Murderer. Oh, you did Making a Murderer. I, I need to get into that. That's next it's on the list. It's the opposite of chill. That is next on the list. Everyone at, at work is talking about it. But beyond all of that, I also got into some, like, painting. I saw. <laughs> like, so you guys, I went to design school in college, and the first year was all foundational art. So, so I randomly walked into Blick, which is an art store here in New York City, probably mm-hmm. elsewhere. Bought a couple of acrylic paints and brushes. And, and I just abstract. let Please. my creative <laughs> juices flow. It was so therapeutic. Um, and I'm actually now thinking about taking a class or something. So, yeah. So it was kind of fun to discover some things outside of job blogs and work that can just help me kind of express my creativity. Um, also covered the New York Times travel show. How was that? That was really, really a fascinating experience. I went in wanting to get some insights for you guys on careers in travel and tourism, also just global work opportunities, study abroad opportunities, and volunteer opportunities. I would say I wasn't really able to make those connections as strongly as I would have liked in those areas. But as a consumer who enjoys traveling, it was just a lot of really great information Mm -hmm. around travel trends, um, kind of industry, things that are happening. And so look out for some coverage in the next couple of weeks on the website about that. And then lastly, um, I'm going for a promotion at work Uh -uh. very actively, and I'm sharing that with you guys so you can hold me accountable. That process for me looked like in 2014, 15, what year are we in? 2015. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after 25, it flies by. Um, But in 2015, that looked like me setting up those conversations with my boss and director, letting them know that I was interested in moving up in my career and asking what steps needed to happen between now and getting there to basically get me there. So now it's mm. it's sort of action mode and fingers crossed I'm feeling very confident it's gonna happen. Yes. 
Um, but I share that because it really is about kind of planning for it. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are thinking about doing the same, taking your career to the next level, tweet me, hit us up so we could share, exchange some tips and best oh, practices. Definitely. I always love good news. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Cool. All right. So rants, raves, and reviews. For 2016, um, I actually when I was um, over the holidays, my cousin told me this was her favorite segment. Oh, really? So, yeah, Love this nice. is the segment of the show where we share a rant, a rave, a review about okay. a product that's making our lives better or worse. Um, so, service and tools to kind of help you with your professional life. Yep. What are you doing? Courtney? I, I'm you know balancing the new year. I have a rant <laughs> and a rave. Oh, okay. Okay. Should I go first? Yes. Okay, they're both really short. Um, my rave, I was obsessed over break with the NYPL Digital Collection. That's okay. New York Public Library. Oh. And they recently made all of their public domain items available for download. Mm, what is so that? So that's it, all their archives of its photography, posters, oh. drawings, like anything from their archive that they have high-res images of. Oh, wow. Anyone can come and download them. You can use them however you like. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so like, it's great. Like high-res photo. I yeah. will be all over that for our stuff. Yeah, photos. it's definitely like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very unique. It's definitely okay. not stock photography. Oh, It's very okay. like... Great for inspiration. Okay. Great for if you have like something something quirky to your okay. designs. Okay, I gotta and check it's this really out. cool because they have a visual search, so you mm. can search by color, century, like mm. very very cool. Mm. So that's my rave. I love that because I don't know if you guys have seen our Instagram and stuff. We're trying to have a yeah. bit more of a quirky personality, and stock photos can be so boring. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, my bonus rant <laughs> for twenty sixteen. <laughs> We hear this every year, but I just want to be on record and saying it. If you are sick, <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. If you are sick, do not come to work. Ooh. Don't do it. I am like, I might sound nasally or scratchy because yeah. I am fighting for dear life. Yeah. Like, people are going down like flies in the yeah. office. I am like doing all the vitamin Spreading C. It. That's the word. That's some truth. Like, if people think, like, you're showing commitment, Mm -hmm. you're just pissing everybody off. You really are. Like, you, I'm 80% (laughs) sure your job is not that vital that you have to come into the office. If you really want to be about it, take the day off, and then work late when you're well. But don't do it. Don't. That's real. That's real. I get so sick of people spreading their germs at the office. I've done it once or twice, though. I'm not going to lie. Don't do that person. (laughs) And you know when you shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. You know when you're just like tissues everywhere Mm -hmm. and disgusting. Right. And people are backing away. Stay home. Don't do it. That's real. Well, I am raving as well. Um, Kind of rave slash resource slash recommendation. Okay. Um, Which all ours, so that's great. And I'm raving about Haro, which is Help a Reporter Out. Oh, flashback to PR Girl Days. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I just discovered it today, to be honest, and haven't really used it. So this will be like sort of a a preliminary rave, um, so to speak. But if you guys have, let me know. But since we're talking about professional branding in this episode and kind of establishing your own brand mm-hmm. in the marketplace, um, Haro is really great because essentially it provides 35,000 plus journalists with a really robust database of sources that they can reach out to mm-hmm. when they're writing a story about a particular 
um, topic and you can list yourself as a source. Um, and what happens is they'll send a digest the way I understand it with the different reporters, what they're writing about, what kind of source they're looking for, and then you can in turn pitch and respond. And this gets exposure for your brand, for you. As an example, I didn't do this through Haro, but I had tweeted a rant basically about GoDaddy <laughs> a couple of months ago, and a reporter from the Wall Street Journal reached out to me, asked to pick my brain, and actually featured me and mentioned job logs in the article. So this is kind of an opportunity to do that. Have yeah. you actually ever used it or know anyone who has? I have not personally used it, but it is definitely a tool of the trade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about this year establishing my own subject matter expertise on career topics and mm. professional development. So this is just one of the ways getting cited in other articles and yeah. publications to do that. So if you guys have used it, let us know. Right, wonderful, wonderful guests for you guys today. We yes. have Miss Sakita Holly in the studio. Yes, Sakita. yes. So Yay. excited to have you. Yes, Sakita is the founder of House of Success, a New York-based beauty and lifestyle PR firm. She quit her job in corporate America at the end of 2010 to pursue this dream and recently celebrated five years in the business. Thank you. Thank you. Major. Yes. Kita also edits the business and lifestyle blog hashtags and solellos mm-hmm. and hosts a podcast by the same name. Hey, yes. girl. Hey. hey. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so welcome. We're so excited to have you as well. Yes. This is like the hottest ticket in town. Oh, oh, so you know. oh yes. Thank you. She's Thank you. You flatter us. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> PR at work already. So, uh, so <laughs> if you guys are listening, open your notes yes. app because Sakina yes. likes to drop a quick Gems. sermon every now and come again. On. No <laughs> pressure. No pressure, though. Come no on. pressure. Yeah. Get, get your pencils ready. Um, but Sakita, so we're talking about... A, professional branding today, which I think is a term that gets thrown around a lot and people don't really know what it means, how it applies to them, why it's relevant. Um, But just, you know, as I I look at you and kind of those gems that you drop on House of Success and everything, I feel like there's so many parallels between PR public relations when you think about it for a corporation, uh, for a brand, and how you package and kind of think about your own brand as a professional. So Mm -hmm. can you speak to us a little bit about kind of what you've seen some of those parallels between business and professional branding for individuals. Yeah, break it all the way down because I think some mm-hmm. people don't even. They say branding and they yeah. don't even really. Yeah, what is know. what is branding? What yeah. is a brand? You know, I think at the simplest level, whether you're looking at your personal brand or a business, it's about who or what do I want to be to the mm. audience that I'm trying to attract. Mm. So if it's for a professional purposes, if you're looking for a job, or if you just want to become a thought leader in your industry, right. you need to you know highlight your level of expertise, or you need to you know start networking or. Follow following the yeah. people in that space yeah. and be seen, you know, around that area because yeah. the brand is not so much what I say I am, it's what the audience says I am. And that's and that's come on, the gems already. <laughs> I, I can't. But that's really kind of the crux of it all. And you mentioned um, just even when you're looking for a job and I think a lot of people don't think about the fact that like a resume, a cover mm-hmm. letter, your business card, those are all things that are contributing to your professional brand and how you're being perceived against. Yes. A particular role yeah mm-hmm. yeah so what is what is the bare minimum branding that you think people should pay attention to 
I think that at the bare minimum, when it comes to your personal, professional yeah. brand, you have to decide what you want to do and who you want to be, again, mm. to the audience that you're trying to attract. So if you're trying to get a job in, you know, a Fortune 500 company, a Fortune 50 company, then you need to position yourself so that you can be seen mm. by that audience. So that, that could mean, you know, tweeting executives at the company that you mm. want to work for. Mm. It could mean, you know, blogging or doing a guest post or interview um, for the trade publication in that industry mm. but you need to start um you need to enter that ecosystem yeah so that people can either find you organically or yeah. so that you can get on their radar or kind of reach out yourself mm. yeah and how do you like how do you do that how do you even know what to think about in a particular field or industry because i think that sometimes can be a disconnect with people mm -hmm. is like, yeah, I know I want to target a fortune, like you said, 50 company mm -hmm. that specializes in marketing and PR or something mm -hmm. like that. And I've had experience doing some stuff in college or maybe I volunteered or freelanced at some point. But how do I know what the gaps are that I need to fill to to really target that. I think feel. that's a great question and a common question because, you know, we go to all these events or we listen to podcasts mm -hmm. and everyone talks about find your passion, pursue mm -hmm, your passion, yeah. but it's like, how do I know what my passion is? And mm -hmm. it really goes to, you know, what is the thing that you daydream about? Or if you're mm -hmm. reading an article, what really gets you excited? If you yeah. see, if you're reading, say, the Forbes 30 Under 30 that just came out, what category did you go to first? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and then you can kind of look at it and make a list and say, okay, well, I like the things that this person is doing or mm. here are my traits. Like, I'm really good. How I discovered that I wanted to do PR before I even knew what the industry was is, like, I'm very good at persuading people to kind of do what I want them to do. Or, yeah. you know, I can be an expert in this in this space or mm -hmm. like once I love something I can get other people to love it too yeah and then it was about okay well is there a career for that and then it's really about PR and that's mm. why I tend to work with brands that I love because I can usually you know yeah. sell it and convince other people to love it or help that yeah. brand reach their business goals yeah absolutely. so look at your traits and the things that you're good at with your friends or the things that you would do like for free right um, or what you daydream about or what you do in your spare time Right. But going back to your point, like the brand, the professional brand part of it is not just your interest in it, but it's how you showcase that interest yes. to other people. Yes. So like what are tips for doing that? That's a that's a great point. There's um, like you mentioned, the resume cover mm -hmm. letter, everything that you do that somebody else can see is a part of your brand. Mm -hmm. So going back to what we talked about with the email signature, how you sign off from an email. Do you link to a blog where I can see a trail of the magic that you're leaving on yeah. the Internet? You know, do you link to a social media account that talks about you know, the thing that you love or the yeah. thing that you like. Um, and it's, you know, being on LinkedIn or which is a professional network, or how you do your social media. Are you a blogger? Right. So it's thinking about what you can create that is saying the things that you want an audience to know about you professionally. Yeah. And if you have none of those things, like say you're just listening to the Job Logs podcast and you're like, I have to start this tonight, mm -hmm. the thing that you have is your resume. Yeah. So you need to start by, say you want to get into a certain industry, but you still have, you know, the summer pool job on your resume. Right. Edit that, needs that to go, down yeah. so that it's super focused on the industry where you want to be. Yeah. And if it starts looking a little blank, it's okay. Because yeah. what you don't want to do is have fillers mm -hmm. that are irrelevant to yeah. that industry so yeah. if you yeah. at the bare minimum if you all you have is a resume yeah really make that um a statement yeah i like that great advice i have 
a question. What's the marker of great branding? Because I've noticed this interesting juxtaposition where some people are really good at the aesthetic portion. Mm. Like everything looks amazing. And Man. then you're, but you're still kind of, no, because I'm about to say something else. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it looks amazing, but then you're like, what do you do? True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's then the true. flip side, you see people who are really knowledgeable. Yeah. But the look of it, you can't, it doesn't look crisp yeah. and clean. So like, what is? I think you just um, you just answered your own question in a way because <laughs> you know think of how people encounter me. Say it's through Twitter at Miss mm. Success. Mm. Like you can follow me for a day and kind of know that okay, she does PR. Yeah. Mm. Even if you know nothing else, you don't see any pictures of me. You don't see me out at events. You mm. don't see too much. Mm-hmm. But when I talk about the industry, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And you, even if you don't get it. You believe it because I'm I'm talking from such a strong standpoint where yeah. it's like okay well I'm gonna just go with what Sakina said yeah. <laughs> you know and I think consistency mm. yeah that's it right there so I talk about PR not every day but when I come through yeah <laughs> you know it's oh. it's a consistent um, thing and I come through and then I leave and I yes. may talk about other things but over the years this is the core mm. of what you've experienced for me so and just like when I was talking about maybe down the line I want to do something else people were like no what you yeah. have to do PR yeah. because that's, that's my brand know right they yeah. know me as the PR person this that made me good yeah it's, this is really awesome and it made me think of something um, else so do you think it convolutes your brand if say I mean let's just use ourselves for Mm -hmm. example we have job blogs and all the social handles that go along with that right and before I started this I had all of my personal handles Mm -hmm. does it convolute the brand when there's not a consistent theme across so the fact that my personal handles maybe I'm that's kind of my time to unplug from all of the job blogs career stuff and talk about what I want to talk about. Does that then distract from the messaging of you know this is a professional platform or whatever? In, in some cases, it does, but most of the time it doesn't because it, it matters where you funnel people. Mm. So when it comes to job logs, you guys do a great job of, like, I know what this is about from day one okay. before you did the first episode. And you're sending people either to the website, to the podcast page, or to the social media. Okay. But then if I want to learn a little bit more about the host of job logs, then right. I go to your personal oh, pages and I see, okay, well, this is a human. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. somebody who does something else who has other interests. Okay. So so, you know, then I can make the decision about whether I care more about right. the, the content or right. the person. Yeah. Or if I like both, then I can continue to follow That's both. That's real. Because this is an add-on to the question, too. Is like, how do you know when, like, this passion project that you're doing deserves its own mm. brand and platform and logo, URL, whatever? Like, mm. how do you know, like, is this just my little baby passion? Or is this something that I should be branding separately Yeah. When me? When you can't stop thinking about it or talking about it or doing planning behind the scenes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think so many of us are afraid because it's like, oh, this person's out there doing this. Everybody's doing something. Yeah, so we always feel that we romanticize what other people are doing mm. and then we downplay what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> speak on that that's a a mini so so coming so i think there's no with all the tools available you should just go for it because Mm. there's really no harm in trying something out there's no harm it's not going to kill you to create all the social media and then a few months later you're like okay well i tried that it didn't really work out or it's not where my passion is anymore yeah but so many of us are keeping our best work a secret yeah
All right, now for a quick coffee break. Um, so Courtney, Sean Penn interviewing El Chapo. Have you heard about this? I saw that and I wasn't surprised. You weren't surprised. Sean Penn is weird. Sean Penn is weird, but also like I'm wondering, was he there? to maybe play him in the movie because you know El Chapo was trying to get a movie made that's how he got I caught. heard it was very much like a PR play on mm. El Chapo's part oh really like explaining himself the why Sean Penn yeah like why Sean Penn and then the other woman I forget her name was hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pretty much this reality TV or TV actress in Mexico who's like a stan of El Chapo's. The whole thing is incredibly bizarre, and I'm trying to figure out how Sean Penn isn't in jail right now. Put a low jack. Put a low jack. <laughs> Pro tip for the FBI. This is like, I mean, you are speaking a word to my soul uh, today. So, um, but where do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, so the so- social media. That's thing. where I was going to yeah, go. Yeah, same page here. Nice. Look, we got us so excited. I'm so blessed. <laughs> um, but how can social media positively or negatively impact our professional brands? I think we talk a lot in the past, in the last couple of years, about, you know, we all know we're not going to be holding up bottles and throwing mm-hmm. out wads of cash on the internet. We know that's going to be mm-hmm. destructive to our if brands. If I win that Powerball, <laughs> <laughs> that might true, change. True, true. Yes. <laughs> I do think there are other ways we can sometimes jeopardize our brand on social that maybe aren't as obvious as that, uh, whether it's um, bashing other people in comments, you know, whether it's there are a lot of racially charged, kind of politically charged conversations happening, whether it's being too aggressive in our standpoints yes. and kind of attacking other people. I think there are some new age ways that we are ruining. Exactly. Um, that's a great segue. So you started out by saying, you know, what are some ways we can positively or mm-hmm. negatively, um, I guess, influence people through our social media? And I think we've seen so much of that where people, you know, their careers have taken off with Instagram or Twitter, mm-hmm. they've become super successful. And then other people have lost their jobs or lost opportunities. True. And when you talk about the racially and politically charged thing, I full transparency, I lost an opportunity because I was very clear about, you know, black the importance of not only just Black Lives Matter, but something mm-hmm. happened specifically and I was I decided that I'm going to talk about this because mm-hmm. it's really important and it really made the prospective client a little uncomfortable. Really? Completely. But again, that's a red flag for me as well. Yeah. Because I'm a black woman. Exactly. And if me talking about the current climate yeah. turns you off in a way, even though it, it has no kind of connection to the yeah. work, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I can, a good point. I can move on. But again, I think what happens the most on social media is that sometimes we get caught up in the thing that people do the most that is so damaging is the jokes. Mm. Even if you're not, you know, everything, it may be 
be funny, but mm. you do not have to share or engage mm. with every joke. Okay. And because it's like there's always something that's going to be offensive. Yeah. yeah. And I think especially if we're live tweeting an award show or something yeah. like that, people get a little bit carried away. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you've gone too far. I know okay. somebody's going to see yeah. that. Yeah. And especially if you're doing social media under your actual name, mm. everything that we do online is searchable. So when you think about Twitter and what they're doing with the um, expanding to 10,000 characters, Mm -hmm. they're doing that because people would type text in like a notes app and screenshot it. But then when you screenshot it, it's not searchable. So they're doing it for data. So everything that we say, you know, on place, you know, these places is searchable and people can find it. So, you know, you just have to I say this all the time and I usually uh, tweet it out specifically when I see a lot of people just kind of losing their minds mm. it's guard your energy yeah like mm. and, and really delete that tweet that's what it yeah. should say <laughs> yeah. like stop tweeting but because I know people aren't yes. gonna stop tweeting it's really just like take a moment you do not have to engage with stupidity because it's never going away yeah um and just really think about who your audience is like yeah. you know I'm a whole person I have a whole personality but you only get a glimpse of that yeah on, yeah. on different uh, social media outlets. So yeah. I think you have to, you know, sometimes we feel like, okay, well, I'm not I'm not being authentic mm-hmm. if I'm not, you know, tweeting these crazy rap song lyrics mm-hmm. or if I'm not, you know, honor, I'm not honoring who I am. But it's right. like you have to understand that there's a place, a space, right. and a time yeah. for everything. I think it's really you have to be willing to stand by it. Because I remember I read something just talking about technology and how people associate it as, like, quick and gone. Mm -hmm. But really, when you write something down, that's forever. There's a permanence to it. So you have to really be willing to, like, whoever comes up and questions you about Mm -hmm. anything to say, okay, I stand by this. Because even, I mean, you can hide yourself behind a cute little handle and stuff. But if someone knows you, like, that can come back to you. There's retweeting, screenshotting. I mean, there's so many ways that content lives on beyond your attention and I think for for social media just think twice Mm -hmm. and when in doubt don't (laughs) (laughs) that's true please put that on a pillow (laughs) when in doubt don't don't. or on a mug so you can see it at your desk (laughs) when in doubt don't Don't. (laughs) I love that Okay, well, so for those of us who maybe have made a couple of mistakes in terms of our professional brand, whether it was online or offline, do you have any tips for kind of bouncing back from that, reinventing and repositioning ourselves, even if it wasn't anything as dramatic as just kind of, you know, having a bad reputation online, even if it's just been maybe doing too much of the I was a lifeguard instead of them going for the marketing role? How do we pivot our brand and start to get people to see us in the light we want them to I think that's a great question and a lot of people when they're in that transition space um, they instead of just getting to the action of it they kind of talk too much about oh my gosh this was a mistake I shouldn't have done that Mm. you know they kind of broadcast and you don't want to draw attention to where you're moving from Mm. you want to just if you're pivoting just start talking about the new thing just Mm -hmm. start being the new thing um, taking action in that new direction because people are watching they're going to see it Um, and if you're authentic it's going to show yeah and when it comes to resumes um, or or things like that yeah you know as you're editing your online uh, digital footprint it's just about just edit it yeah and keep it moving and yes somebody may have a question but then that's an opportunity for you to you know make a real connection by saying hey here's where I am in my life right now yeah. I want to make this change um, if you know anyone or if you know any opportunities let me know yeah yeah absolutely love it 
Uh, I was wondering, do you have any brand rock stars that you look at and say they are really doing it and doing it well? Definitely BuzzFeed, if we're going to yeah. talk about media. Oh, and yeah. they've kind of, aside, they're trying to go beyond the listicle now, but even though that's like a core mm-hmm. of what they do, but in terms of all of their video content, it's just very transparent and it reflects real life. Mm. They don't try to be too contrived or, yeah. you know, polished because none of us are contrived and polished in our real lives. And yeah. I think that's why they've had so much success because so many different people can relate to it. Yeah. Um, you know, other brands that are doing really great stuff, I would say Beats, mm. the Beats brand, yeah. you know, yeah. and because it's just super consistent, you know yeah. what you're going to get. They use their brand ambassadors, the celebrities that they yeah. work with really well. Yeah. Um, so you kind of are excited to see what they're going to do next. Yeah. I mean, Apple is super consistent, but of I think course, yeah. they have a little bit of competition just because they're they're slowing down. Right. Um, but I think they'll catch back up quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm an Apple head, so. Yeah. And in terms um, of professional brands, I mean, I can mm-hmm. think of people that I know that, you know, you guys probably wouldn't, but look at any number of the Forbes 30 under 30 when you look at when you google them look at their social media Mm -hmm. it's consistent from the brand whether it's a company they're representing to their social media and i think just seeing that thread throughout Mm -hmm. is really refreshing yes definitely Right, so now it's time for Ask Job Logs. Um, this is a segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. Um, you can submit your questions to us at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. And yep. we're hyped because Sakia is going to yes. stay with us yes. and drop some knowledge on you. Yep, so we have one question in from Candace who says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Candace. Do you have a podcast on how to snag your next job with LinkedIn? I recently came across a website where someone mentioned using the LinkedIn app to snap her perfect job. And I was like, wait, I didn't even know there was an app. That's a great question. I love LinkedIn so much. A lot of people are kind of, you know, apprehensive about mm-hmm. it because they feel like, oh, not another social network. Right. But LinkedIn is great as a search uh, engine yes. when when you're looking for a job or you're thinking about where you want to work next you can find executives um, mm. on the platform and you can learn a little bit about them before reaching out yeah and um, I always recommend like learning that little bit so that you can have something in common yeah and there's a way that you can you can send them a quick message but I like to email them so I'll find their email address and then Mm. I can kind of before I connect with them on LinkedIn and say hey this is you know this is what I'm looking to do this is what I want to do so if you're applying to jobs using the job posting board and we'll have to talk about why that may not always be the best approach Mm -hmm. before you apply see who the executive is Mm. still apply the way they want you to but also send emails to the people that run that department. That's a great tip of advice. And also, one other thing about LinkedIn, I love their Pulse publishing platform because all the people that are already in your network, Mm -hmm. they will get an alert whenever you post there. So sometimes um, I take a blog post from my blog and I post it there if it's relevant to my industry. But I'm about to be a little bit more strategic as I look to grow grow our client roster and post more targeted content. Yeah, Um, and for those of you not familiar with Pulse, it's sort of the content engine of LinkedIn. People share articles, um, original posts that they write and curate Mm -hmm. for the platform, and it's really a dynamic place to talk 
um, and establish your subject matter expertise too as you think yes. about your brand. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I like to think of LinkedIn really as sort of your best friend throughout mm-hmm. a job search. I mean, I always upgrade my account to premium when I'm looking for mm-hmm. a job because yeah. it's just so valuable. And there are a couple things that I, I break it down a couple ways. So. One, using the platform for research, to your point, looking up the execs, looking up. One thing I like to do, too, is like if I know the roles I'm targeting, Mm -hmm. I'll look up other people that have had that role either presently or in the past. And then I will look at the way they describe their experience, where they Mm -hmm. went to school. If they have a summary, I'll read that. Um, And you can even download those profiles. So I will save them and study them and use them. That's smart. Um, Two, you know, just marketing yourself. People can also find you through Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. So if you're ever passively looking for a job as well, just keeping your profile current so you can be discovered. Um, And then three, which you already mentioned, the outreach, you know, and you have a really great post on hashtags and stilettos.com actually with a couple templates for different scenarios where you might be reaching out to a LinkedIn contact. Yes, it's it's, someone, it's you know. literally era proof. Yes. So we have to share that with the job logs. Yeah, yeah, we'll link to that because it's mm-hmm. really useful. So use it for outreach. And then lastly, the pulse piece, the community, yes. just interacting with other people mm-hmm. in your field. So good luck, Candace. Let us know how it goes. We have another question. Sure. Um, this is from Chris. Um, she asked, can you discuss taking the leap from corporate to freelance or beginning a startup? Plus, how do you manage your time? Now, I know Sakita <laughs> I mean, has some opinions. Do we have the, the long version or, or, the, or the short version? Right. Um, wow. So, because because I've done that, uh, I would just say, no. first of all, it's important to know what you're trying to get out of you know, quitting a job Mm. to go freelance Mm -hmm. or to do a startup. Uh, Because you can freelance, depending on what you do, you can freelance while you're working. Yes. But, and a lot of people suggested that for me, but Mm -hmm. when you're doing PR, clients want to know that they have your undivided attention Mm. and time. Mm. So a lot of people wanted to work with me, but I was transparent about having a full-time job, and they said, well, let us know, you know, when you leave. So my decision to leave, I just, I felt like, and I was working in PR, but in uh, financial services, and I was dying. Mm. I I didn't want to do it. I was suffocating, so I set a quit date six months in advance. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to be talked out of it mm. um I thought okay well I have six months let me save some money but that's not realistic when you live in New York City <laughs> mm-hmm. um so I quit and I had 30 days to get a client I had no clients I had one month of expenses wow. remaining so I just had to pound the pavement yeah. and make it work but again I believed in myself and mm-hmm. I knew that I knew what I was doing yeah um I was very young I was I started House of Success PR right before my 24th birthday mm. so the challenge when you're doing PR and you're getting basically paid for to think in your expertise is that people assume youth or you know when you're young you don't know anything right. so as right. as a way for me to build my brand in PR I was blogging mm. in 2008 2009 about the industry yeah so when it came for me to pitch it was a little easier because yep. no one was really focused on the baby face in the room yep. or you know how young I was until yeah. they had to book me a flight and they were like you're how old <laughs> right <laughs> what? what just happened you know people would freak out and yeah. I'd be like god damn my cover's blown <laughs> but 
you know, I wanted to make sure that the issues wouldn't be issues. Yes, um, exactly. So again, it goes it goes right back into how you brand yourself yep. and position yourself. Yeah. So just be clear about what you want to do. And mm-hmm. Do you really want to quit? Is it about the money? You may not make money right That's away. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So you have to really love what you want to do. Yeah. And for some of us, you may just need to find a better job. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I can speak to freelancing because I've done that in the past as well. And I think a common misconception is that when you leave a full-time job working for the man or whoever, is that you're going to be freed of all of the business side of things. When you freelance for yourself, you mm, now have to do all of your own marketing, yeah. all of your own accounting. You have to be, like, fiscally responsible. You yes. don't know where your next next you know project or money is going to come from so you're budgeting so I would also yeah. just encourage anyone that's thinking about that's also think like are you business minded enough to manage and maintain on your own would you potentially need to partner with someone or become affiliated with like a larger network or something yeah that's, I agree yeah. I think it's really about what the way of life that mm-hmm. you um, mm-hmm. want to have for yourself because I got some great advice from someone who was saying like when you're freelancing like or working for yourself it yeah. takes up all of your time right like it is a constant Tell grind the truth. so <laughs> yes, yes, it's like yes. if that if that doesn't motivate you mm-hmm. like if you don't shine in those instances mm-hmm. then it's not for you yes. so yeah. you need to seriously think about it because I know everyone's like oh, just work in your passion and it'll just work out <laughs> like, right <no. laughs> don't listen don't listen yeah. to those people um, if you're not sure for those of you thinking of starting your own business like Sakita, you just also published a really great episode kind of recapping your five years all of in my business. mistakes yeah <laughs> so head over to um, hashtags and stilettos on itunes and check that out well this has been fantastic yes, so chock full yes. of gems Sakita. thank you um so you guys can find Sakita uh, on twitter at Miss Success, that's M-I-S-S. And you can find everything else, links to all of her other platforms there as well. Her blog is hashtagsandstilettos.com. A lot of really rich content to get to your tagline is sort of like a publicist in your Mm -hmm. pocket Mm -hmm. giving you accessible information. And then she also has a podcast that's on iTunes, SoundCloud, and it's called Hashtags and Stilettos with similar content. So thank you, Sakita. This is wonderful. This went so fast. (laughs) Yes. I can talk all night. All right. Welcome back. Um, we are now doing Hired and Fired, which is Courtney's favorite and a lot of folks' favorite segment of the show as well. Uh, this is where we give a positive nod to folks in media or pop culture, killing the game, or we serve up termination papers to people who are not. Um, and you can see everyone that we featured either hired or fired in the past at joblogs.com slash payroll. Cool. So, Joy, you are in the hiring manager chair. I am. I am. And I am still keeping it positive today. Nice. I am hiring Millie Rock and Ron Clark. <laughs> Ron Clark is, well, fun fact before I get into it. So, a couple of years ago, I actually did a gig at the New York City school districts, the DOE's um, teacher's pre-screening office, which is basically a long-winded way of saying I looked at teacher applications online before Mm -hmm. they went into the system and were like reviewed by other teachers and stuff. And it was a pretty decent gig. But that experience showed me how crazy Mm. (laughs) like daily life in a classroom is for these teachers. So kudos to you if you're a teacher because I could not. But I am hiring Millie Rock and Ron Clark, who is a teacher in Atlanta. 
who created this 30 second video with his students basically dancing I Bet You Can't Do It Like Me, um, which is a challenge by a hip hop artist called D-Lo, D-Lo, I don't know. And within 14 hours of posting it, they had 1.5 million video yeah, views, 44,000 shares. It was insane. Ron was getting it too. And that's, and that's really <laughs> what he's hired for because he was hitting every single one of those moves, like on point, on beat. So for a little bit of background, Ron Clark is not really new to this. He co-founded a middle school and is a middle, middle school teacher, excuse me, at the Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta, which is where he was dancing with his, his students. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also a New York Times bestselling author who's previously used music and video as a classroom tool. He's also been featured on Oprah, even has a movie about him. So um, he's definitely like already received a lot of accolades and media attention. But what I really, really loved about this whole thing, and I feel like I have to kind of note, if you haven't seen the video, Ron Cook is white and his students are predominantly black. Um, But while the media is enamored with him and kind of talking about this like white teacher hitting all these urban dance moves, he's redirecting all of that attention back to the students and he's Mm -hmm. really making it about the class and the learning. And one thing that I really love that he said um, is that as part of his philosophy is just that teachers should have their hands above their waist 60% of the time. And that like, you know, he's been doing the Dougie on tabletops. Yeah, I saw, um, like, someone shared a math class of his, and it's that same energy, like, yes. learning about, Consistently. like, Consistently. Right, that, yeah. right. So he's always like that. He always uses that approach, always has that energy. Um, but he says, you know, we really want to meet our kids where they are and recognize their interests. We push them academically, but we also work hard on relationships and bonds. Um, and he says, as advice to other teachers, do whatever it takes to show them that you're all in, fully invested in their education. And I just, I love that so much because it's like in every profession, I feel like we, our true legacy is always our impact on others mm-hmm. and not trying to just kind of teach at or preach at, but really getting to know whoever our audience is, putting ourselves in their shoes and having fun with it. Yeah. So. Ron, you are hired. You just go ahead and leave that school. Come work for us. No, stay with the children. Try what they doing. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but kudos to you, Ron. Well, wrapping up another episode of Job Logs. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. So don't forget to connect with us at Joblogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can we do? Oh, visit joblogs.com yeah, for so links great. and ring sources uh, mentioned in the episode, as well as articles to inspire you on your professional journey. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Joy? I am all over the web, Facebook. Well, no, don't add me on Facebook. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, at Hey Miss Parker, which is H-E-Y-M-I-S-S-P-A-R-K-E-R-R. What about you, Courtney? I am Cleave Out Loud on the, oh, God. See, 2016 has <laughs> know, us right? in a loop. Goodness gracious. A little gracious. bit. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. Insta, Snap. Snap, yes. <laughs> I'm taking a little break from Snap, but I'll be back. Um, don't forget to rate and review us. Many of you have expressed so much support for the show, so thank you. 
Um, if you want to know kind of the best thing you can do for us and how you can continue to support us, share the podcast with a friend. Pass it on. Yes, and also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. If you don't know how to do that, you can search Job Logs on the podcast app for iOS um, and then navigate to the review tab. Or if you're on a desktop, you can look up Job Logs in the iTunes store. Nice. And we have a featured review from mm-hmm. Starlin506. She says, I'm such a fan of this podcast. I love listening to it while I'm at work. So many gems and insights shared about navigating your career as a young professional. The range of interviews means there's something for everybody. Keep it coming, ladies. Thank you, Starlin. Thanks so much. Um, so many thanks, as always, to our guest this week, Sakita Holly. Miss Success. Yes, Miss Success all over the web. Thank you to our producer, Adrian Wagner, and our audio engineer. He's awesome. He's also a musician, avid cyclist. I don't know if he's single <laughs> What is this, or not, Tinder profile? I mean, I'm saying a singer. <laughs> and our studio, Visionary Media. Yes. Manhattan. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And of course, we cannot end this without thanking you. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 